Hey friends, how you doing? So I'm doing a mini series called Hear Me Out, highlighting conversations and the voice of persons with special needs. I was inspired to do this conversation after I released an episode called Chronicles of a Heart of Hearing Girl. This episode highlighted the personal journey of a young lady who is hard of hearing and has been living with hearing loss for a huge part of her life. And I was inspired to talk about persons who live with disabilities, the challenges of living with disabilities, and how we all can do better to support everyone who lives with disabilities. And what better way to do that than to talk to people who either work in that area, who are living with a disability, or who are supporting people with disabilities. So this is the intent of this mini-series. I hope you tune in. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you share it as well. And if you do learn something from it, be sure to DM me, connect with me on social media, on Real Talk Pod, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And of course, you can also send me an email at unfilteredrealtalk at gmail.com. I hope you enjoyed the mini-series. Make sure to check it out wherever you get podcasts, including Apple and Spotify, and also on YouTube. If you do, thank you so much for doing so. Thank you so much for stopping by to listen. I'm your host, EJ. This is the first episode within the mini-series called Hear Me Out, highlighting the voice of persons with special needs. I hope you enjoy it and I hope it inspires you. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Unfiltered Real Talk podcast. Today we're talking about creating inclusive content for the deaf community. And with me to talk about this is a young lady who is doing exceptionally well creating content that is both engaging and informative. And she is Kalena Valeno Powell. Kalena, welcome. And thank you so much for giving me your time today. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for having me today. Yeah. So we're talking about creativity and making sure that when we are creating content for social media, that it is inclusive. That's what we want to talk about today. So I want to start out by asking you to please introduce yourself and share a little bit more about who you are and why you wanted to come talk to me about this conversation today. Like you said, my name is Kalina and I am finally a graduate student from psychology. I am starting up my own mental health coaching business online for those who are deaf and for those who have a disability. And I am actually writing a book as well, so upcoming author. Wow. I'm super excited Congratulations. About. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. And um, I'm be providing a lot of courses for people to learn more about how to be inclusive. The reason why I came on here to speak to you is because I feel like there's a lot of lack of information about the deaf community, especially communicating with somebody. Yes, absolutely. Right? It's not just for someone who's deaf, but also Exactly, especially it's important because I feel like communication is super big, especially COVID, the max, Absolutely. right? People are now starting to see the challenge. And I tell people, see, can you imagine how what we deaf people have to go through? I know. So I feel like, yeah, so Easy. it's really like, it's really mindful and rewarding for a lot of people to finally have that wake up call thanks to COVID. They're able to educate people on it. So that's why I'm here. 
Yeah, thank you. And can you share a little bit about your uh, upcoming book? My upcoming book, yeah. Oh what it's God. about. <laughs> no? so we can anticipate, we can look forward to it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's basically about biography of my life in the hearing community, okay. but it's mixed with poetry. So it's going to be poem. Wow. And, like, and it's going to be really cool. I, mean, I love it. Oh my gosh, that's very creative. I'm looking forward to your book for sure. So you also have a YouTube channel. Can yes. you talk about what you're trying to do with that as well? Yeah, for sure. What I'm trying to do with the YouTube channel is basically show my life and show people what it's like and also how uplift those who are deaf, help them that they can communicate with the hearing world because being a deaf person, it's very hard to kind of come up out of a shop because yeah. it's not something easy that we go through. And I feel like a lot of time, the deaf community don't have anybody to look up to or anybody that can help them to get into the hearing community. I feel like that's where it is. The problem is. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. That's why I'm making a YouTube channel. I'm so glad you're making that channel. And I want to encourage our listeners to go check out Kalina's YouTube channel. I think it's called Deaf Queen Boss on YouTube. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, yeah. So, check out Kalina's YouTube channel, Deaf Queen Boss. And I'm going to tag that on here on uh, this podcast so that people can go check out and see a little bit about what she's doing, sharing her story and her journey, as well as trying to inspire people to be inclusive and to be more integrative with the uh, deaf and hard of hearing community. So, what was that like? Like going to high school, going to university, because you just graduated from psychology. What was university experience um, versus high school experience like going to school as someone who is deaf? So for me, going to high school, it was very challenging because teachers never came across someone that is deaf. And so, yeah, mine did not. So it was really challenging because they were kind of putting me down in a negative way because they thought I couldn't do the work. And they thought I was taking advantage of my disability, which got me really Mm -hmm. upset. And um, when I got to university, it got a lot better because I feel like they were more prepared. Yeah. So I feel like that it was definitely my experience. And what are some of the things that you did to overcome those challenges? I need to improve myself, advocating for myself. Consistently me talking to the teachers, students, even other students are trying to help each other, right? And I feel like for university and college, I feel like they're just there for the money. But a lot of time, if a student works together, it's a whole big team, right? Mm-hmm. So so I feel like that's how I overcome my struggles, especially in school, work with peers, group support, group system, and I'm working with my disability counselor to figure out ways how I can become successful in school. Mm-hmm. Which you have been, right? And that's that's amazing. Yeah. You are a graduate right now. And I hear that you are interested in going to grad school. I saw that yeah. in one of your videos. Yes. Okay. In my grad school, I wanted to do mental health in addition. I got accepted. Yay! Congratulations. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah. Yes. Which university? It's a college, actually. Okay. It's at Flemming. It's at Flemming College, which is in Canada, Toronto, and Peterborough. Wow, that's amazing. Congratulations, Kalana. I think you're just uh, breaking grounds and uh, breaking chains and stereotypes. And that's amazing when young ladies can do this. It's so inspiring. And that's why I love to have 
people such as yourself on the podcast to share the experience and hopefully inspire whoever will be listening. So I want us to talk about some of the issues with regard to deafness, speech, lip reading, sign, sign language, or any other thing that you think is relevant and help us to break any kind of myth, right, or stereotype with regard to either deafness, lip reading, sign language. So for example, people assume that everyone who is deaf can leap read. And in getting ready for this podcast, I discovered that it's not true. So I know that you can. Can you share with us and help us understand how some of these things happen and why some are true and maybe not true? Some may true and some may not be true because it all depends on how the person was raised. Okay. Because everybody's being raised different. For me, for example, being raised in a hearing family, knowing that I was the first deaf person in the family, I did not pick up the sign language because my family didn't really think it was relevant or important because they were thinking that no one's going to take the time to learn it. Which is true. A lot of times, now I'm getting older, and now it, it makes sense what they were trying to say. And it's true, they don't, not a lot of people really have the time to learn it because school would never teach us that communication skills with someone that is deaf. And so, so for me, when you mean, sorry to interrupt, but when you mean you have to learn it, is does that mean like leap reading is a formal training? Like you have to be trained by somebody? Not trained by somebody, but it's automatic. Like you just, it, I don't know how to explain it. It just happened. So okay. when you become deaf, you have to look at the lips. So in order to communicate, because when we hear words, like extension, for example, for me, I don't hear both senses without reading the lips, if that makes okay. sense. Okay. So you need to see the person you're communicating with. Yeah. You have okay. to. Every deaf person okay. has to. Every deaf person. Yeah. Every deaf person. Yes. So I'm thinking people who use things like voice notes to communicate. Clubhouse is so big right now. Twitter space, those kinds of environments. How are we we including the deaf community in these platforms? Because you can't see the person you're communicating with. Right. So for example, Clubhouse and for myself, I have been, I have two phones actually. The one phone is for closed caption. So on Clubhouse, I put my app on a speaker and I put it together and then the word capture showed up automatic. Or I use Google Meet to help me as well. So that definitely something 100% help. And that's basically what I'm trying to say is a lot of people who use auto app do multi-texting because there's another phone, there's a laptop in front of us. There are other things that are in front of us to help us to understand what the person saying, especially if it's auto app. Now, let's talk about those strategies now. You started talking about that, talking about closed captioning. So for content creators such as myself, yourself as a YouTuber, podcasters, and and all the other influencers out there who are utilizing social media, share with us some of the strategies and good tips that will ensure that we can be better communicators and also inclusive of the deaf community. We say number one, you closed caption. Do not... Summarize your caption. Please do not. I noticed that a lot of people summarize what they're saying. Don't do that. Okay. Three, um, we study by body language. So when we noticed that someone, for example, a post I saw and it was so rude, it was not towards me, but it was towards other disability people. 
And so I just want people to be mindful of how they're using and representing themselves, especially on social media. Um, the first thing I want to mention is that a lot of people do not know this. A lot of deaf community, like a lot of people I know that it's hard of hearing or deaf, they actually be on TikTok more than Instagram. The reason for that is because there's a lot more closed captions on TikTok than Instagram. Uh-huh. So that is something okay. I brought a lot of people to know. That's really good to know. Yeah, yeah. So closed captioning, I think it's a big one. I think uh, most places have that. As a podcaster, there's a setting for that. YouTube has that as well. And like you said, TikTok is really big. So it's just making sure that you use those resources that are available for you as a social media uh, user, influencer, or as a content creator to make sure that you are inclusive of the deaf community or uh, other communities as well. So it just depends on who you're uh, making sure that we are all involved and included. So what about technical, practical technical tips? Like, is there things we need to do with our microphone? You know, you talked about body gesture and body language. Are there some do's and don'ts that we should be mindful for, either technical skills or just in general? I would say, especially podcasters, I would highly recommend a lot of people to look out for the microphone to make sure there's no echo, there's no scratches, um, make sure there's no uh, background noises, especially if you have children or dog is barking, you want to avoid that all cost. That is very important to make sure that you use a right tone for your voice. I know a lot of people talk a little fast, like myself. I talk really fast because I'm mm-hmm. from the island. I'm Jamaican, so I understand. Yeah. <laughs> so I tell people my bad. <laughs> yeah. But- yeah. So I, I can relate to this one. When I'm really nervous, I tend to talk really fast and then my words start to jumble and right. juxtapose upon each other. So I actually had to train myself to speak slow. So instead of me speaking too fast, I force myself to pause. And I know sometimes pausing can be awkward for a lot of people. They want words for fillers, but that's what I did. That's what worked for me. But if you speak really fast, just in general, like Kelena is saying that she speaks fast, then you also need to watch (laughs) that, right? (laughs) So you need to watch that. And so tone is, is a big deal, you said. And what about some do's and don'ts that people like you see people do to the deaf community and I know you pointed one out with regard to when you were in high school and watching some of your videos you talked about them extensively but can you share with us some of the things that people do that they should not be doing some of the stereotypes that you've come across um, when people find out that you're wearing a hearing aid or they they feel like oh there's something off with her speech what are some of those do's and don'ts that you want us to just stop already i would say that do not don't assume if you meet someone that is deaf that they know sign language because mm-hmm. like myself i do not know sign language and i would tell people well, what are you doing and they're like oh i thought you not no not <laughs> you i can just i language. would be so embarrassed <laughs> if, if you know if i just assume that you knew sign language and i'm like you know doing all these fancy things and feeling cool like i'm doing something awesome and then you're like what are you doing yeah, literally, I'm just like, no, honey, no. <laughs> and um, the second thing is, I would say is, um, not every, do not think about disability, like the people have specific look, you know, I feel like a lot mm-hmm. of people have that image of what a disability person should look like. 
a lot of times I always be like, what are you talking about? So I just want people to do not assume too much too fast about things because it's not it's not fair for the deaf community to feel uncomfortable being around you, right? So you don't want to assume too much. Like the third thing I want to say is don't assume too much. Ask questions. If you have something to ask, ask them. Don't be afraid. We're willing to be there to help you to learn how to walk. Yes, we all know that saying, when you assume, you make an ass of you and me. So please do not assume, just ask questions. And that is a principle of life. So, I mean, I think in this case, it hugely applies. But in general, when you don't know something, just ask. Before we come to a close, we're getting close to the end. I want to talk about where you see yourself in the next five years. My goal is to change the world in terms of how to be inclusive and my second thing is my goal is to create a, an app for um like an app for disability community so they all can come in together especially if somebody is looking for a friend that have disability so and the third thing is I want to make a children book because there's no deaf children book so oh. I really wanted to create a I didn't know that book. so there are no deaf children's books no Wow. No, there is, I actually worked with the audiologist and the, I asked them that question. They said, actually, no. Yeah. So, and then my goal is to, you know, create a community across the world, even create charity work across the world for people who are deaf, especially those who are struggling to pay for the equipment, for the hearing aid, because mm-hmm. it's really expensive. So, I have a lot of big gold dreams down the next five years. But right now I have a lot going on, but I'm really going to take my step by step, you know? Yes, absolutely. Baby steps. And honestly, you're so young, you're, you know, and you're just getting started and you're already like your social media already exploded as I, I as I saw on Instagram, yeah. you know, so <laughs> it's amazing. I had a young lady who um, also has a partial deafness from Nigeria come talk to me about her experience a little while ago and you know that is exactly what she shared as well is that there's not enough out there to support people with hearing loss and young people who were deaf or partially deaf and so she is looking for ways to kind of help people get that awareness and then ways to also help people take care of equipment so sometimes you can't afford the equipment or you can't afford it but then you don't know what to do when it comes to like maintenance and repairs. So this young lady Anne's uh, episode is really inspiring and also just very closely aligns with what you're sharing today with regard to what you're doing, you know, what you ladies are doing to support inclusiveness within the deaf community. So I would say, so you've talked about the app and a book for, for deaf kids what other solution would you like to see? Like in, in terms of a macro level, a bigger scale, and this could be solutions that you want to see in academia, in schools, in governments, in employment, just in general, what is one key solution that you think would make a huge difference in the deaf community? I would say a more support in terms of just letting people share the world and experience. It's more of like letting other people come out together as a team. And when they do come out being supportive, because I know a lot of people, if you go online, there's a lot of 
people's experience out there where they go and interview for certain jobs and when they find out that they have this disability or this special need and then they suddenly don't get the opportunity for that position. So people keeping an open mind, you know, across the world that everyone is capable of doing a job. Like it's not anything to do with uh, a special need. It's about giving them the access and letting them actually get a chance to do it. So yes. I'm going to close by asking if you had, so you're from the Caribbean, you're from, from you're from Jamaica and I think St. Lucia is St. Well? Lucia, yeah. St. Lucia, yes. okay. So if you had a chance to go to St. Lucia, you know, just for fun, what is the first thing that you would do if you get a chance to go back to visit? I would say the first thing I'd do is go visit my grandma's auntie because she passed away last year. So that is something I would do. Okay. So thank you so much, Kalena. It's been wonderful talking to you. Thank you for this opportunity. No pressure. Have a good day. Today's conversation was also recorded by video. Please check it out on YouTube. And also, please consider subscribing at Unfiltered Real Talk Podcast. Hey friends, thank you so much for listening to the very end of this conversation. I hope that you enjoyed it and I truly hope that inspired you. If you enjoyed the conversation, please consider rating wherever you listen and connect with me on social media with what you enjoyed or maybe something that you did not enjoy that you would like to see in another conversation. So connect with me with a comment and your feedback. Let's keep continuing to do and inspiring to do what is right and kind. I'll see you in the next episode.